The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Third quarter, 27-3. and three. Future assured, wide out. He burns them with that back straight bull rush move. Alter Revelry flips deeper. Classy Washington, a miracle moose, both under pressure. Colt 31 can't get clear, nor can send it. They're into the home straight. Future assured, opening up. He gets away. Margin seven metres. Alter Revelry trying hard. Miracle moose. This was brilliant. What power. Future assured. Future assured scores. Beating either Alter Revelry or Deus X who rocketed home. Miracle moose close up. That was Classy the first Washington race at Albion Park last Saturday night. Called by Chris Barsby. He actually joins me in studio. You've materialised from nowhere this morning, Chris. Good morning to you. <laughs> I'm still alive, Steve. So <laughs> good morning to you. Yeah, that, that was a very impressive win. That was the free-for-all. And there's a fair bit to pull apart. But... With that winner, I just wanted to find out what the future plans were with Future Assured because they went 150.9, last half leader to winner, 54.5. He was three wide solo, Steve, from the half. So he's run a back straight split of 26.3 and then he finishes off in 27.4 himself. So he was unbelievably good there. Look, he chased home the likes of Leap to Fame, Speak the Truth in recent features during the, the Constellations, but... Uh, there's a fair bit to like about this horse and there's a fair bit going on as far as feature targets between now and the end of the year. So I just wanted to find out mm. where this horse is headed. Of course, we'll talk about the Tabureka as well. News there in a moment. Yeah, but this horse, 10 from 26. And Trent Dawson is with us now, Chris. Trent, good morning. Good morning. How are we? Well, we know this guy has plenty of speed. There's no question about that. But did he even shock you there on Saturday night? Well, not not it, it, it was it was phenomenal last half to run off the track. I mean, I, I've always thought the world of the horse and his ability. Um, you know, you don't expect him to any any time to go and do that unless you're probably driving leap to fame. Um, but you know, he, he's always had a lot of ability. I mean, we know he's he's really good over the mile. We sort of we went through the carnival. Probably we were happy, and then probably his last couple weren't as good as we thought they might have. Um, you know, probably could have been. But we, um, yeah, we sort of we went back and we sort of didn't race for uh, four or five weeks before the triad, and we just tinkered a little bit and tried to um, just tried to make the few improvements that we noticed that you know maybe we could have we could have done something different with through the carnival. So um, you know, it seems like it might have agreed with him a little bit so far. What did you tinker with? Um, mostly Ushuan, um, bit, bit of sort of how to manage him in between in between runs. Um, I think probably through the carnival, we might've been a little bit too tough on him at times and then too easy at other times. So sort of backing up from the, the triad to last week, we, we kind of just varied his work a little bit, just give him a little bit of a canner on Thursday. And, um, you know, we, without doing nothing, we, we were quite light on him and, um, yeah, sort of seemed to agree with him. Now that was a statement making performance there on Saturday night, uh, going that sort of time and, and in the manner in which uh, you drove the horse. So, I was thinking that you were out to make a statement to make sure he would get a start in the feature race at Menangle on Saturday night because we were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago about For Real Life and Future Assured going down for that $100,000 race. So those fields are now out. They weren't amongst nominations. So what was the change of heart? Well, it, it probably it was a little bit statement-making, I guess, on Saturday, on Saturday night. Um, I, I rung the handicappers down in New South Wales and just had a had a frank discussion with them about what I wanted. And um, I, I felt with Future Assured, I, I feel like 
you know, he, he can handle the, the middle distances, but he's definitely, like, his forte is the mile. And I, I, if I was going to take him down there, I actually wanted to run him in the Len Smith mile. And um, they felt like he hadn't done enough, which, you know, probably, they were probably right. Um, so, you know, probably Saturday night, I did want to go out there and, you know, put ourselves, give ourselves the option. If we if we went like he did, you know, maybe we were closer to getting a run in it. Um, that, be, that being said, I, I think we probably... Uh, cooked ourselves a little bit too much because I, I, I don't think I don't think the, the run didn't hurt him as much as I thought it might have. Uh, we're sort of I'm, I'm backing him back up at Albion Park on Saturday night, but I, I just felt like he was he was a little slow on his feet for a, a day or two, and um, you know I felt like throwing a trip to Sydney and then back up seven days after going 50 at Albion Park was probably just going to um, be a bit tough on him. So yeah, we sort of we 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 achieved we we made a statement, but we also set ourselves a foot in the foot a little bit but um we've got we've still got a lot of targets at the back end of this year sort of in our own backyard so um it is it is a bit of a growth phase for him and try and get a bit of confidence under his belt okay so that being said uh and you think he's a better short course horse do you look at the inter dominion because that will vary the distances throughout that series so do you want to keep him purely to the mile or you're prepared to to stretch him out well i i'm i am prepared to stretch him out when when the time comes, like I say, we sort of, I think, I think we're, we're just going through a bit of a, you know, we learned a bit through him, about him through the carnival and how to manage him probably a little bit better. Um, so, so I mean, that that going to the Inter-Dominion, I mean, obviously it's, it's going to be tougher again. They're, they're the open-class horses. So, um, you know, it's probably always going to be tougher. But, but I, I think every every time you can learn a little bit about them, I mean, you're, you're one step closer to... Um, to hopefully making him be able to handle that grade. So, you know, he's obviously got the ability, um, but just, just making him a bit more durable has been a bit of a focus. Now, the scary thing about this race on Saturday night, you, you were privately clocked to go 26-3 down the back, and I've asked you before, and emphatically you've stated that that there's no <laughs> no real comparison, but for point-to-point speed, future assured, and your three-year-old Colt for real life, for real life's got him cold. So... It's frightening to think what he could run when you sort of light him up. Yeah, well, I, like I, I do think uh, I still kind of I still agree with that. Uh, I, I don't think um, I don't think Future Assured's got for real life speed. Um, you know, hopefully we, we kind of bypassed a, a trip to Sydney with for real life there this week too, purely, purely because we just we didn't want to overdo him. We, we do have he's he's dual eligible for the size stakes down in New South Wales too, so. Um, it, it, we felt like it would probably be a bit of a, a short backup as far as making a trip to Sydney and then going back down there for the heats of that in a few weeks' time. So um, that's a, sort of why we pulled the pin on him. But yeah, if we can if we can ever get a um, a, a really pure straight stretch of road where we can um, not have any hiccups with him, I, I think we could. Uh, yeah, we we might be able to see something something pretty handy. Okay, so Future Assured backs up this Saturday night. The Inter Dominion, he'll he'll be amongst nominations. Uh, you're not planning on any other sort of interstate travel with him. Like, would he go down as a travelling companion for for real life when you tackle that Breeders Challenge series down there? Uh, it doesn't doesn't seem like there's a terrible amount on for him down there. So, sort of what my plan was a little bit, um, you know, it's always a bit fluid when you're making plans, I guess. Um, but I, I was just planning to race him on for another two or three runs up here, and then um, give him a little bit of a freshen up. And, and try and bring him back and just, just focus on that Inter-Dominion series. Okay. Now, for real life, you mentioned the Breeders' Challenge series uh, coming up. Is that the next big target for him? Yeah, well, that, that runs... So there, there's heats and semi-finals and a final for that. So 
uh, all going well, that should be sort of three more starts for him for the year, and then um, yeah, we'll just we'll just play it by ear a bit. I, I'm I'm pretty keen to give him sort of most of summer off this year rather than have him having coming back into summer like we did last year, which sort of didn't um, did a set didn't set us up for the greatest greatest opening to the year. So um, yeah, if we sort of race him on a little bit just at this stage, and um, so we can put him out in the paddock through through those really hot months. Okay. Now, just with For Real Life and that Breeders' Challenge Series, given the fact that Breeders' Blue is on this Saturday night at Menangle and better be the best goes around, does that mean that you won't strike him in the in the series that you're going for? Uh, no, I think I think he'll still be there. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's bummer. Maybe we should canvas yeah. him to change the, change the, uh, the conditions or something. But, um, no, I, I think he'll still be there. Obviously, he's... Um, yeah, he's a well-proven horse, probably the most proven three-year-old in the country, really, um, up to this stage. And, yeah, it's not going to be easy, but by the same token, uh, over a mile at Menangle, I'm quite excited to see what my guy can do. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you said that you don't want to sort of bring him back in in the summer. So long-term target, uh, it's obviously going to be the carnival next year. So a race like the Rising Sun, is that the, the big prize long-term for For Real Life? Well, yeah, I think I think so. We'll go, come back and have a second shot to, to what we couldn't quite achieve this year. But uh, the Rising Sun and there's the Hayden again. And obviously, when you're racing for tickets coming up for the, um, you know, like the Eureka this week, um, you know, like you, you sort of see all the hype around that and um, and every, everything that um, that they're, the road they're walking right now, it looks like quite a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think I think that'd be a great thing to try and aim for. And, um yeah, got to, you've got to have something to go to shoot for. So that's, that seems like a pretty good target. All right. So when do we see for real life? Does he trial or race uh, anytime soon? Yeah, I, at this stage, I think I was planning on trialling him in a couple of weeks' time and um, just head head down for the first round heats at Menangle. And hopefully, if we qualify for the semi-final there, we're probably, we've got a little bit of time in between the semis, so we might come home and then just reset and, and re-prepare him again for the semi-final and hopefully, but... If it all works well, we do it all over again and just, just follow the um, carbon copy of the first time. All right. How many are you working at the moment, Trent? Uh, we've got about a dozen here, so it's not not too bad at the moment. We've just sort of brought in a few more yearlings to, to start looking for uh, the next one for next year. So, um, yeah, we sort of... We're not we're not overdoing it at the moment, but it's, it's a, certainly a nice number of horses to be working and the, the ones that we're... Um, the ones that are coming down and putting the bridle on, it's certainly quite fun every morning. Yeah, absolutely. What about two-year-olds? Is there anything that you haven't produced that you do like in the stable? Um, I, I kind of had a bit of a, a, a bit of an ordinary year in reality with two-year-olds this year. Um, I, I quite liked them, but they, they kind of didn't quite hold up to the racing and uh, we sort of had to spell them. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple there that we probably won't see in this year. We'll bring them back at three. They're, they're a little bit small and immature, but uh, I, I do think they go okay. Um, but, yeah, nothing nothing going to surprise anyone in the back end of this year. All right. Well, we'll continue to focus on for real life and future assured. He was stunning there on Saturday night. Trent, as always, appreciate the time, and we'll see you uh, trackside later in the week. Thanks very much, Chris. There's Trent Dawson joining us, Steve. So uh, no Sydney for either Future Assured or for real life. I do have some news coming through, and it's big news in, in many ways. Into Dominion uh, in Brisbane later this year, um, still no major sponsorship announcement, but one of the bigger players locally 
that's not going to be part of this series is Big Wheels. Now, he's a multiple feature race winner. I think he's won 19 races. He banked more than $300,000. He's the half, younger half, no, younger full brother to the current track record holder in Black Sedans who went 49-2. He's been sold and he's going to North America slash Canada. So there's another one uh, that we've lost from our open class ranks here locally. And he would have been, you know, one of our leading contenders uh, for the Inter-Dominion Series here later this year. But uh, a deal has been struck, and I believe he was vetted today. So mm. How old is he, Chris? Uh, he's only... Uh, how old is he? Is he only four or five? I think he might mm. be five now. So um, he's been a very good horse. He was a feature race winning two-year-old. Uh, he, he won a nice race as a three-year-old. He's probably lived in the shadow of Black Sedans in recent times, but uh, more than capable. So that's a loss to the local industry. So obviously the Turpin McMullen stable are going to pin their faith in Black Sedans, but Big Wheels, his future now lies in North America. Mm. Now with the Tabureka, we're talking $2 million at Menangle, the second last event going to be going to be run at about quarter to nine yep. on Saturday night. When are we actually going to see the field make up or the draw, so to speak, Chris? So the, the fields are out um, and we know who's competing in the arena. And those fields were released last night for the support program. But this is the strange part, Steve. So the barrier draw is being done or has been done this morning at the offices of Harness Racing New South Wales at Bankstown there in Sydney. But they're not going to release that barrier draw until they do a, a function tomorrow morning. So betting closed last night around 6pm. Uh, so there's a, a window of about 36 hours where there's just no betting available for the Eureka and uh, the, the barrier draw has been conducted, but the public won't know until they conduct Why didn't this. they just do the draw then at the function? Well, it's a very good question. That's common sense. But I, I don't know what the, the reasoning is. So mm. why are they doing the barrier draw and then having it held in secrecy until another 24 hours later? If Leave to Fame wasn't in the race... Yep. Well... Put it this way, thankfully he is in it, is yeah, what I'm saying. Absolutely. Because he, he, he's a headline act. Yeah. I mean, but if he wasn't there... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know where you're going with it, and you're 100% right. He is the number one horse in Australia, and he is the number one horse in the Southern Hemisphere, and he's held that mantle for some time. So if he wasn't contesting Saturday night's Tabureka, the inaugural running, World's Richest Race, it would certainly lack that, you know... Big yeah. headline. Every race needs a star. Yeah. yeah, and without doubt, he is the brightest. Just with the Len Smith Mile, which will be just prior to the running of the Tabureka, it'll be race six. Will Spirit of St. Louis be the favourite from the inside? He led last start and got it done. Will he hold up here and try and lead all the way in the Len Smith or not? Um, I'd need to dig a little bit deeper into that race, but given how he performed last week, it's a mile, which is his favourite trip, and he's got that inside gate. He's probably likely to start favourite, and deservedly so, but it's a strong lineup. Uh, Emma Stewart's got some real power there. Uh, hot, and treacherous, uh, hot and Treacherous was sparkling in a recent trial. That was only last Tuesday at Albion Park, a tick over 150. Um, so there's a number of nice horses that are going to put their hand up and have a good shot at Spirit of St. Louis. But given how that barrier draw has set up, he's the horse to beat from that inside gate. Yeah, the one you, meet in hot, hot, one you mentioned, Hot and Treacherous, gate seven there for Jack Butler and Nathan Dawson there, race six, the Lynn Smith Group one. On uh, Saturday night, Peter Bell is joining us. Chris, Peter, good morning. 
Morning, Chris. How are you today? Very well. Very well. Now, for those that don't know, Pete is the boss of Egmont Park Stud up there on the Darling Downs, and it was a great night at Albion Park. We just spoke with Trent Dawson. So Future Assured is out of the Art Major Mare, French Charm, the last race winner on Saturday night, uh, who was very impressive in his own right, Free Thinker, also out of French Charm. This mare is owned by Kevin and Kay Seymour, and she's been an absolute ripper at stud. That's a nice little feat there on Saturday night, Pete, that double between two very exciting horses. Yeah, yes, Chris, it was. It was um, it, it um, was a great night for the for the mare and the stud. And it, yes, it was, a, it was a good feature. He's just got any amount of speed future assured. Like, he went so fast there, and that back straight quarter, 26-3, and he looks so comfortable doing it. Yeah, that, that's right. He did. He, it, um, yeah, he did it well. Yeah. And the other thing about those uh, two winners there on Saturday night, so French Charm produces both Future Assured and Free Thinker. Then you've got Alta Michaela, who produced Alta Revelry and Alta Magician, and those two horses were second behind the other two. So it was a, a very unique feat there on Saturday night uh, with a couple of mares, but uh, French Charm is certainly doing the job. Hey, Pete, just on, on the breeding season, we've, we're about to get into a new breeding season. So things, no doubt, up there in Toowoomba are starting to get busy for you guys. Yes, Chris, it is. It's um, foals on the ground and, and um, starting to look at what the mare's um, getting them back in foals again. And, yeah, it's, it's certainly heating up up here. Okay. How many Colt 31 foals are expected this year? Oh, we've, um, to be on the ground, there's... Um, there's um, 23, 24, hopefully, hit the ground. Are they good types? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. No yep. surprise. They, no surprise. They've got to be, don't they? He's, yeah. a, he's a good good type. Yeah, absolutely. And just going back to Q-Stars race night, just recently at Albion Park, you guys like yourself, Leanne, and all the team up there with Egmont Park would have been super proud because... I went through the stats there on the race night. Most represented stallions. Hurricane King Cole, who's now uh, deceased, he was number one. Mr Feelgood was number two. And Got to Go Collect, I think he was in the top three or four. So great representation from your stallions. Yeah, it, it was, Chris. They, they all got a, got a look in it. And it's, um, they, yeah, they, they're certainly doing well at Hokapunta. His, um, his progeny are travelling very well. Um, I think he'll be up and coming um, winner. Yeah, no doubt about that. Are you at all surprised by the job that he's done? First season sire, I think he's currently sitting second in the uh, the Queensland Premiership. Only aren't majors in front of him. Are you at all surprised with the job he's been able to do? No, Chris, he's um, his progeny right from the start of look good, and and um, they're certainly breaking him well. I, I think um, he he was he's going to do the job well. Yeah, a lot of people have been waiting for that son of Better's delight to sort of step up. He might be the horse, Pete. Yeah, he could be, Chris. It's um, he's certainly developing that way. It's um, he's um, see how the season progresses. Yeah, and just on Hurricane King Cole, that, that, that that's a big loss. Like when you consider he had, I think, nine individual starters there on Q Stars race night. He he was lost uh, only when he was just starting to get you know right into his uh, stallion career. You know, hindsight's, uh, you know, one of those things where you can look at it in a positive or negative way. But uh, he was a big loss to the industry, wasn't he? It, he was, Chris. It, it was um, it was devastating for us the, the, the morning we found him. But it's, um, it, it's, it, it was a big loss. I think he would have stood out in, in, in the Queensland 
and Australian racing. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Now, we're just talking about leap to fame. Are you guys going to be glued to the TV? Are you heading down? Yeah. Well, what's the, the setup for no, you guys? No, no, wrong time of year for us to be going that far <laughs> away. Um, it's, um, yeah, no, we'll be glued to it. It's, it's, um, it, it's been a big build up, and he certainly is a, um, is an outstanding horse. Yeah, you've been around a lot of good horses, Pete, but there's just something special about this guy, isn't there? There is, Chris. He, he's, um, he's, there is. He's certainly doing the job for Kevin and Kay, and I think it's, um, it's great to see. And, and, and yeah, he is outstanding. Yeah. Speaking of that uh, side, a step up to replace potentially Better's Delight. He, he could be it. He's a, an absolute star on the racetrack. Who knows what he could produce when he goes to stud? Yeah, that's right. It, it's um, his potential is looking very good. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the time this morning. I just wanted to get you on just to talk about that feat of French charm and uh, the fact that a hoka punter's doing such a great job. So, uh, job well yep. done. Uh, I know it's going to be busy for the next couple of months, no doubt, but I really appreciate the time this morning. Thank you very much, Chris. There's Peter Bell joining us from Egmont Park Stud. So, they've certainly got uh, some great results going at the moment, no question, and uh, I'm not surprised that they'll be glued to the TV, uh, TV there on Saturday night, Steve, mm. tuning in to watch Leap to Fame. Or well, the last race, even Chris coming off the Eureka. Uh, Grant Dixon's got uh, Tim's a trooper in that last event, and I see Shannon Price and Adam have got Sure Thing Captain drawn well. So really strong Queensland influence in the Group T, the Stockade. Yeah, the last at yeah. Menangle on it's the good weekend. Good money that race too, hundred thousand dollars that race. So uh, it's well worth having a shot at. So hopefully we might be able to get a one-two result there. So Danger Zone Queensland owned in, in that race as well. So who knows? We might be able to get a, a really good result for Queensland there in the Stockade. He's one of the, the presidents of the fan club, Leap to Fame. Yep. Racetrack, Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Does he win? Oh, <laughs> no, don't even talk about it. He's there. Yeah. Do you, you agree know, with... You know, the, big, the biggest question about this race is when he does win, will acting Premier Stephen Miles declare a public holiday? <laughs> he might get a statue. <laughs> win, lose or draw. <laughs> Yeah, at Norwell. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Um, tell me this one. Uh, Steve posed the question before. If he wasn't there on Saturday night in this race, it sort of just, it sort of misses something, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just another race. Mm. So. That's all it is. It's just another race. You know, we've got the best horse. I've, I've been listening to guys in America talking about him all week and they reckon he's up to, up to speed with their horses. So he could be the best in the world. Yeah, well, it's hard to disagree with that. That's for sure and certain. So that's in front of us on Saturday night. We need to fill our pockets and uh, put it all on Leap to Fame for Saturday night. So what are we looking at today? Yep, we're going to look at race eight, number three, King of Trumps. Now, this pace, he's continued to race in good form. It was a really good effort here at uh, the Creek last week where he finished second behind Midnight Calm. And they ran that in a really fast time of 152.4. Now, he meets Midnight Calm here again today. He's drawn to go forward, and he should land a great posse, and he can definitely turn the tables on him today. Uh, and that'll continue the great run Alana Richardson's having at the moment as well. I think King of Trumps will be hard to beat, so we'll go with him. Race eight, number three. All right, race eight, number three. That's the last leg of the quaddy, so we might be able to go narrow there. Yeah, stand him out. Go wide in the first three and stand him out in the last. All right, race eight, number three, King of Trumps. That is your best bet today at Albion Park. Hey, Ralphie, as always, appreciate the time, and we'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris.